Hello, and welcome to I Love That. A bachelor podcast, because the unexamined life isn't worth living. I think I nailed it. Yeah, that was the smoothest it's gone all season. (laughs) I'm Wade. I'm Zach, and we're doctors of brainology and depression. Coming at you with Bachelorette episode 10, which features the men tell all portion. And, uh, I don't know, what what was your takeaway here? Good up? TMTA. Yeah, it was good app. I mean, tr- uh, the, the fact of the matter here is, is I don't have very many notes because would, you just kind of go through it, you know? Yeah. And it's just it's just pretty quick and in. And, and my biggest takeaway is that, is this the best season ever? Well, you, you're, you're forgetting the first four episodes, and uh, I had forgotten them, and then I was reminded about them this you're episode, right. so... yeah. If if we're just taking the Tasha portion, I think absolutely. If this was that episode where uh, you see the Bachelor Bachelorette starting to to weigh heavy on the hurting people's feelings, you know where they, yeah. where, and, and I mean yeah, like Tasha really early in the episode started, you know, crumbling a little bit. I don't mean that in a bad way. No, yeah, and she was just banhammering people left and right. Like you know what, I I'm out. You got to go. Yeah. You know, hometowns are next week, then it's fantasy suites, and then it's hubby time. So, you know, I, and I, and the thing I like about it the most, I liked about that the most, is the fact that she, by, by circumventing the rose ceremony, she gets to one on one tell them and like let them down, which is much harder for her. Um, she could have gone the easy route at a rose ceremony, but instead wanted to give them the time of day to, I, I don't know, voice a frustration, a concern, I, you know, just whatever. But like, it, it's just nice that she gives them that moment. Yeah. And it, it speaks to this being a good season and to her being a great bachelorette that, uh, you know, not only does she care enough to just, you know, be honest with people, but to have those tough conversations in person. Yeah, although I felt <coughs> I felt bad for Riley. Same. I I, I, I wrote Riley. No, such oh, a good dude. Yeah, and he went out so classy. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, I would love to see you in paradise, but you have a real job, so we'll probably get stuck with like Blake and Noah. But that's fine. Paradise is is always fun for different reasons. I think Blake's going to be great in paradise. Yeah, as do I. And Noah's the new uh, Deanie baby. New Dean. Yeah, the young, for and sure. d- young and dumb, breaking hearts, country boy. <laughs> he'll grow that mustache back. Re- he'll get his power back, like Samson. Yes. He'll just tear it to the ground. So uh, yeah, so Blake. Uh, I mean, I think it was everybody knew he was gonna blow the date and go home early on in this episode. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. He, the, the way they were editing him, too, of just like, this is going to be great. It's going to be a really big, important day, and we're going to connect so hard. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> he like, was ah. waiting so many weeks to, like, if I can just do good at this date, then I'm a shoe in for the hometowns. And it's like, one, you're talking about this like a game. I don't appreciate that because this is Tasha we're talking about. It's Tasha's heart. And two, like, you haven't really got on the map or made any moves up to this point so you're being way too optimistic and who the fuck are you 
Okay, I didn't... I've I've brought up... uh, I've been making wild connections and just generalizing Canadians as a people, but I just... I want to shoot this this theory out to you. Based on Benoit and McKenna and Blake, I'm just generalizing that the Canadians on this show are kind of dramatic. And as a viewer, I never think they have a shot, but they really seem to think they have a shot, like despite what we're seeing on the screen. And then when things don't work out, they get like, they're so heartbroken. And I'm like, dude, you didn't, you didn't have a connection with this person. Like, why did you think you were going to win the game? Hmm. So it must have something to do with a different sort of dating custom. For example, I saw an Instagram post um, about uh, these two people meeting on Bumble and the way that they wrote to each other were like literal letters. And all I could think was they have to be British. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, sure enough, um, I clicked on their profiles and they're actually they just moved in together. Congrats. And uh, they're they're hella British. They're, They're like, you know, good evening, Anna. You know, how are you? You know, because she started out and she's like, good morning, Brendan. Uh, I would like to ask you, you know, what are your top three things that you would take with you? You know, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, good evening, Anna. Forgive me for the delay. Um, May I inquire as to... May may I make an inquiry um, and a request that you pare down your question to be a little more specific, because it may appear that whatever comes out of this, if this relationship is to continue or not, is going to matter based on the answer of this question. Mm. Um, And he goes, she's like, well, Brendan, um, thank you for your follow up question. um, And uh, I just want you to know that I come up with random questions because it's more fun than, hey, how are you, and what's going on in your day? And he goes, oh, great. Well, then, Anna, my answer is this. <laughs> and I was like, this is way too above board and, like, sweet, you know? It, yeah. It, they had good banta. Oh, they crack on. Island. Yeah. They, they cracked on. That's what it is, yeah. Um, and so it was just, I, I just think there's something going on with these Canadians where it's like, Maybe they're not used to or force-fed the same amount of reality TV that we are. And they get trapped in this... Uh, what's the experiment of the box? Uh, the Not the Skinner box. We're, we're talking the operant conditioning no. chamber. Yeah, an operant conditioning <laughs> chamber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're trapped in the operant conditioning chamber, they I, don't, I, I think they're just like primed to to be susceptible to it or, or maybe culturally are just more prone to being romantic. Like they're not as, uh, whatever nihilistic and sexed up as Americans are or something. That could be it. That might I also be think, it. I think it's sweet. I just, I'm just like Benoit totally. cried a lot and like McKenna same. And you know, pe- <laughs> people cry on the show. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just spitballing here because they're all Canadians. You know, we should hit up um, Balch. See if he'll come on for 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't. I'm. You want to talk about the Bachelorette? 
Yeah, I, 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 I would bet all of my marbles that he, um, he, he is a is is an amazing dude. He's so sweet and nice. I had asked him what he thought of the show Letterkenny, which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen Letterkenny, it's brilliant. It, it's, it, it might be one of the funniest shows on television. The whole goddamn thing is one inside joke. And I swear to God, for one 20-minute episode, they must have double the script writing of a show that's 45 minutes. Huh. Um, it, it like the, the back and forth between everyone, it's so quick-witted and rapid-fire, and it just builds and builds on this inside joke. It's fucking awesome. And so I... I had emailed Michael and I said, "Hey, dude, what do you think about uh, Letter Kenny?" And he wrote me the most amazing essay, essentially breaking down the idiosyncrasies of being a Canadian and liking Letter Kenny. And he hasn't even seen the last few seasons and its importance to Canada and how Canadians are and such and such and he's like if you ever need a canadian perspective on anything i'm more than happy to to tell you about it wow it, 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 it was not only sweet it was well thought out well written and awesome perspective yeah that's like manner yeah. manners that i am not used to yes it, it, it's just refreshing just a good dude all around and i think that, that's how i'm looking at canadians through that lens and that show Letterkenny, for example, is a funny show, but it boils down to a bunch of really hardened, sweet, um, be a good person no matter what. One of the catchphrases in the show is, if a friend asks you for help, you help them. Like, literally, oh. that, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, and I think, it. I don't know. I can't even put this into words. It's just so nice and refreshing and sweet. And I keep saying those words because it's all I can think of. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's like it, rewarding the right kind of behavior or, or having the right kind of morals. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, needless to say, I wish Blake had cried more. <laughs> yeah, I almost I almost felt bad now for making Cana you know generalizations about Canadians, but uh, it was fine. They did the the hippie woo woo stuff. He got a boner, and <laughs> of course he got the hippie woo woo episode or yeah. date. Because uh, I was like, when's this gonna happen? And then of course when it was Blake's one on one, I thought, ah yes, of course it was you. Um, it's like, uh, oh, you didn't see it. Never mind. Hmm. But a couple that lasted in Paradise, one of the seasons, was a really weird little nerd. And this other girl who's like the coolest girl ever, um, they went on like, they went on a body painting date where you had to basically get down to your, you know, jimmies and, um, paint each other and then roll around on a giant canvas it, and they're both very awkward people as it is. So it was just like an awkward bomb to watch. They're actually still married and have a couple of kids. Oh, that's nice. It's totally sweet, yeah. yeah. Uh, but needless to say, he got a boner. <clears throat> and he was all for the 
He's like, this is going really well. I feel like I got a lot from this. And meanwhile, yeah. we're getting the super edit of her saying, I don't think this is going well. Yeah. I need more. I don't know if I can get there. I think it's time to go our separate ways. Um, uh, before we uh, move on or, or keep going, the Chris, Chris is back. He shows up to Tasha's house and he goes, you've been churning and burning. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> she's like, yeah, well, you know, the honeymoon phase is over and I I got it. And they set the stage for the heavy, gen you know, of what's coming in this episode. But when they're talking, I was getting almost dizzy watching the edits back and forth. Tasha Chris, Tasha Chris, Tasha Chris. Yeah. And it's like, dude, did they not have someone showing the whole room with their faces right? Like what? Oh, like a wider medium shot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And it was driving me nuts. Maybe they just needed it for the, uh, you know, the editing. Like, they had to cut out a lot of stuff or do multiple takes. I thought it was funny how Chris was, like, pretending to not know what was going on. Like, what? Bennett's back? Holy cow. Like, come on, Holy man. Holy cow. <laughs> like, you don't know how these conversations are going to go. <clears throat> Today is everything, said Blake. <laughs> um... Please disrobe Surrey? <laughs> uh, you a rock guy? You into chakras? Woo-woo stuff? Uh, uh, I'm into meditation, and I think there could be some value in chakras, but no, I'm not into rocks. I don't think there's fucking shit to rocks. Right. There's, there's not. <laughs> are you no no i think um you know i'm more like med meditation yoga things that would have uh stress you know tangible stress reduction or health benefits like breathing yes. and stretching and but yeah i don't get the uh you know put this rock in your hoo-ha and it'll cure your depression i don't, I don't think you can suss out someone's energy by swinging something over where the chakra should be, could be right i don't believe in that but i mean i think the way that the chakras are broken out <coughs> that there's real tangible centers of your body at each location you know like your brain's clearly giving off some sort of energy as is your heart as is your sex genitals and your stomach. You know, your stomach is probably pretty important to your, um, uh, what's it called? You have probiotics. You your want good bi probiotics. Gut biome. Gut biome. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. You know, yeah. So, like, all of that kind of makes sense. But, you know. And, and <clears throat> to be fair, I could be wrong. I have cut a garlic in half and a garlic clove. And I have rubbed it on the bottom of my foot. And I did taste it in my mouth. So explain that. Weird. Try it. It's crazy. I was I, like, what I will. the fuck? I love garlic. Yeah, try it. It's crazy, dude. All right. I was blown away. I don't know how the fuck that happens. <laughs> well, it's like the pressure point thing with like, uh, you know, acupuncture and stuff. Like, uh, there's a spot yeah. on your foot that'll, I don't know, take your headache away. Yeah. Okay, so we're in agreements. Rocks are powerless, but other <laughs> other Eastern stuff, good. The thing that bugged me is she called them crystals, and I was like, 
That's clearly a mineral. I thought they were going to have like they were going to smash a geode or something, but it just looked like I a think, rock. I think it was supposed to be a geode. I was yeah, I did not get that. Just like a rock. Yeah. No, I whatever. Who cares? And I thought the lady had a wig on and then I paused it to really look at her hair and I was like, "Okay, that's real." Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get a <clears throat> get a grip on her. But the uh whatever the blooper thing with Blake's boner was just, <laughs> I wonder if they edited it if they just like black boxed it so that they could get a shot of her saying the funny stuff or if she was literally like swinging a charm over his erection saying, "Oh, yes, this energy is so beautiful. This is it's just like what a bizarre it situation. Felt it <laughs> felt like he really got a boner. <clears throat> no, I don't doubt that he did. Just if if that particular edit of you know, oh god, I got it. You'd have to be like real, uh, whatever hippy dippy to just keep a straight face. And I don't know. Was he sucking in the whole time? I don't know that either. It's, Does that happen? Does that happen to you? I mean, I'm I'm a little fat, so when I lay on the ground, I just look flat. But when he was laying on the, on his back, he looked concave in his stomach under his ribs. You know, I I don't know. He's not uh, he's not out of shape, but no, not at all. But I do def. You know, I think it benefits one when laying on their back to have the appearance of a slimmer abdomen. Yeah, but goddamn, like. Like it was like a scoop out. Does that happen to you? Sometimes. It depends, man. It's like gravity, you know. Jesus Christ! The next time I actually see you in person, I'm gonna make you take a, off your shirt and lay on the ground, and then get a get a charm and wave it around. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I don't need any of that. Right. Um, but I I do. You can you can do it on your own. I just need I just need to know. Okay, I'll 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 make my wife do it. Excellent. And I'll get back to uh, you uh, <laughs> tomorrow's episode. You can spend the first twenty minutes <laughs> discussing <laughs> the implications. Like, wait, I didn't sleep. I spent all night googling this. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we can we can move on. Just one one quick thing I want to say about the pre-rose ceremony is uh, Bennett's. Well, first off, Brendan had another sick turtleneck look going on really dude. really appreciating that look next level dude yeah especially when i get a turtleneck i'm so like anti-tie and uh collared shirts now that they just i don't know i'm probably i'm i'm probably also gonna start getting into turtlenecks <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020 you know <laughs> gotta do something i need some sort of fucking tangible value in my life something tactile that'll make me feel like it's okay yeah so what have you been up to oh man i got really into turtlenecks <laughs> start showing <laughs> pictures of them all <laughs> well you know what's funny dude is you did bring up a couple episodes ago how you really wanted to get into curta pajamas yeah so this is a thing this yeah. is now a trend yeah i don't know <clears throat> it's just Okay, whatever. While we're on fashion, uh, we didn't we didn't have our Chromecast <laughs> here at uh, at the in laws' house, so we ended up watching Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh, nice! With Ty Pennington. Yeah. And 
maybe we shouldn't talk about this on the podcast i just i have so many thoughts on that okay, show we, and on the look of you, you, the early 2000s and the abysmal fashion it was it's something okay i'll hang on after the episode and we can get there and if you actually are interested in what Wade has to say you can send us an email and i love that bachelor at gmail.com yeah and i'll send you the pictures of the cool indian suits that i was sending to zach yeah. when we were talking about <laughs> that a couple episodes ago <laughs> Really awesome stuff. If if I have a wedding to go to in three years, definitely going to appropriate that. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm trying to decide, dude, if I get into a uh, a PhD program, I'm pretty much, unless I meet another PhD, another student at that school and get married to them while I'm out there, I'm probably not going to get married until... At the very earliest, 2026. Just part of your life plan with finishing school and establishing yourself? Well, I mean, if I meet someone, I meet someone. But essentially, I'm going to be running a company and (laughs) doing PhD school. And so I'd have to meet someone who, A, understands that, and B... Uh, is doing essentially the same thing. It's just interesting to me. It's something I've been thinking about because dating in uh, COVID mm. is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's almost like not even worth it. Yeah, I feel like the risk reward. You'd uh, that yeah, that'd be weird. I'd I would want to like it, see people's it, test results and. and yeah, it's captivating. It's it, it's really captivating, and you're like it, it's 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 something I've never experienced before in my life. But so I'm like, okay, well, if we get the vaccines in like June or August, you know, and everyone's going out, hopefully, I'll have got been accepted into a school and decided to plan wherever it is I'm going to be in by September. And uh, you know, if it doesn't work out. I keep seeing these ads on these episodes. Uh, you know, if you know someone who's looking for love, sign them Did up. Did you do that? I'm, I'm, Did you do that for me yet? I honestly think I'm going to. Because what Tell you just them. what you just described, you know, your your academia and your you you sound like a catch on paper. I know you personally, <laughs> and I can say <laughs> that you are a catch. <laughs> you know, other people might not agree. <laughs> you're you're. Uh, I wouldn't. No, you're you're a good um, guy. You're you're I'm a lo- you're a lot. I'm not gonna lie, but you're a good guy. Oh sure, yeah, I'm for sure a lot. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think I'm going to. I'll try to find a really unflattering <laughs> that picture when you had a mustache a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, dude, here I'm gonna yeah nice no here I'm gonna send you a I'm gonna send you a picture right now, and tell me this isn't the best picture of me in a long time. Oh my god! I've got all these show me, memes that I've been saving. Show me mustache and turtleneck. <sighs> Come on, mustache and turtleneck. Where is it? Where is it? I know I've got it in here. Well, while you're on with that, I will say I thought uh, Bennett's suit—that purple plaid Joker-looking suit—was quite a power move. Bong bong! I like that shit, dude. It was cool. It's just you know it had like super villain energy. That's the freshest purple suit 
with a little blue plaid, you know, action. I was like, good God, that is a suit, man. Yeah, a lot of look. When did, when did he plan on wearing that? Did he go get that? I think like, he went and fuck? got fitted for it and paid thousands of dollars just so he could make that entrance. That cock of the walk entrance. Where cock of the walk. Bet you're all surprised to see me. Then Zach was like, why, why are you touching me, dude? Don't touch me, bro. Did you send the picture? I did send the picture. Okay, well, I'll let you know when it shows up and we can stop whatever we're doing and talk about that. Oh, I didn't press send. I'm not good with tech anymore. But a photo like this, to some extent, I think is the way to go. It says delivered. Delivered. Oh, that's so nice. <clears throat> yeah, right? It's actually sweet. That's like, a, you know, candid. You got the dog. You're setting a thirst trap. It's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a good one. I agree. All right. Well, I'll save that one. And, <clears throat> and I, you know, I'll just embellish the stuff I don't know about you. Like, Perfect. Yeah. Just lie and be like, send him a photo of yourself shirtless and be like, I'm going to put him on my training and eating regimen <laughs> so that he can look like me by the time this decides to record. Yeah. I'll just crop my face out and make it look like you took a picture in the mirror and then you can Photoshop <laughs> Stella. I'll just like pretend like I'm holding nothing and... Do, there you go, do dude. some push-ups first. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, moving back, back to the episode, we predictably yeah, so get our favorites, yeah, you know, uh, Ben, Zach, Ivan, Brendan. Those are our hometown boys. Yes. Uh, the highlight of the men tell all for me is when Ed said, <clears throat> you're the three Fs, a fake, fraud, and phony about Jason. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, he doesn't he know it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, dude. Yeah. I like Ed. Ed's going to kill it in paradise. He's good TV. He's great TV. And he made a good point that uh, it was probably better that he caught Chris Harrison and went to the wrong hotel room because yeah he was never gonna win and i think chilling with chris yep. harrison especially for a guy like him was probably a more uh rewarding life experience oh my god and you know that bottle of wine is from like 2011 mm. is that good you know, lebron james mm. is drinking wine from like 2012 2013 on the regular which is th those are like 80 dollar bottles of wine is 10 year old wine that fancy Yes. Maybe it's just because I lived through those years that they don't seem that, you know, I like, I don't know wine. I don't know. You, you can buy, you can get like a 2018 or a 2017 that's probably pretty good for like 17 to $20. Sure. Yeah. I'm used to seeing like two or three year old bottles at reasonable prices. Well, exactly. So add six or seven more years to that. This has been your wine talk for the episode. <laughs> what kind of wine you like? <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah. I like uh, cabs. Cabs? Dry? Sweet? Yeah. Tangy? Earthy? Um, I, w I like a cab that is definitely dry, starts out earthy, you know, maybe like earthy chocolate, but ends in like a blackberry hint at the end, you know, some sort of berry at the end. Okay. You know, I don't need any of that fucking vanilla cocoa bullshit in there. I don't like it when the wines end up having those notes. 
Um, and a lot of the cheaper wines always do. And I have a feeling it, 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 I think it just must be a trait of cheaper wines. I also think cheaper wines tend to be f very fruit forward. And so a wine that ends with fruit at the end, you know, a wine that ends, a wine that ends with fruit flavor, I think is much more complex and the thing that should have been striking at first the fruit flavor happens at the end and so that for me gives it some sort of journey and i find that more often in cabs than i do in pinot noirs are trash um malbecs are okay i think pinot grigio is horrible that's the pink one it's a right? deplorable wine no rosé is the pink one. Oh, okay um I, the only rosé that I had that was good was in Greece and at some winery. And I thought, well, you know, probably the island air here probably makes your rosé grapes great. But I don't know. Um, I only really drink red wines. If I drink white, it's it's got to be Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc. And I would prefer Chardonnay. In case anyone at Bachelor Casting is listening, listen to this catch. He's cultured. He's well-traveled. <laughs> he's been to Greece. Get on it. I'll just I'll just keep teeing you up for these. Great. Yeah. You keep doing that, dude. I can't wait. I cook too. He cooks. He's a I've scholar. actually been making this stir fry. Um I got I got a big giant bag of frozen vegetables from Costco. Um Oh, did I tell you about my chicken soup? You did. Oh, it I did. Okay, great. well I'm gonna Oh my fucking god! It's I've been eating it all week. It's so good. Did you make but enough to get, kind of stockpile? Absolutely. That's, That's <laughs> juice. Awesome. <laughs> I make enough to just keep it hearty, and I, I eat the I eat it as long as possible. I'm gonna have some tonight. Um, but this stir fry that I do, I take a a, a mug, which I've learned is the best like mixing vessel. It's better than a bowl because bowl you can splash out. Sure. In a mug, you can tilt and, like, whisk. But peanut butter, soy sauce, sesame oil, um, and uh, onion and garlic powder, not salts. And I, I mix them together, and then, you know, I let the frozen vegetables cook in some oil there, and then I dump that in, and you basically have, like, a peanut stir-fry. That's awesome. It's brilliant, and it's so easy. There you go. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> I'm real hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whew. What else? Uh, okay. What else happened at this this mental all? Like, mental of course, of course, Bennett and Noah picked on each other, and there there were only eight dudes, so you had a couple teams. I think Noah's for sure using bigger words, like on purpose. Like he got a word a day calendar. Intentionally, he said ostentatious and qualm, and I was like, you don't say those words, bro. Mm. He's trying though. He read the book. He read the book, I which I, I commend. It. No, Noah has moved up mm -hmm. in my book, and also I don't think Bennett totally sucks. I think I was a little bit vindicated in my defense of Bennett. I want. I was going to ask you about this because, like, at the end of the day, like I I came around on Noah a little bit. I still dislike them Same. both for certain reasons, but I also like them. Cause like whatever, like Noah got shit on. He took a lot of shit and like kind of took it in stride. Like he yeah, he, he got mollywopped and continued to just be like okay with it. Yeah, even with like the sippy cup thing when uh Bennett was passing around the green juice, you know he like 
what wasn't being defensive and like whiny about it i guess just kind of he kept his cool i respect that i wonder how much i wonder how much of it was being trapped there and being poked and prodded by the producers because i don't think they like hate each other they just don't like each other which is fine and it reminds me of when Christian Avicerala first meets Naomi in The Expanse and Christian goes, how are you? And Naomi says, cut that bullshit with me. We're not going to be friends. <laughs> and Christian says, we don't have to be friends, but we also don't have to be enemies. And then they have a little bit of conversation and Christian says, you're right, we're not going to be friends. But they can still be amicable and eventually become friends. Yeah, and then much as they, you know, have a tense working relationship that gives us quality entertainment, Noah and Bennett have that same kind of dynamic. 100%. Sick scarf, by the way. Bennett showed up with that rich guy scarf. Brilliant scarf. Chewing on his glasses, like, really. I like that guy. That's a good... I, li- I Look, I get it. I think he's a good dude. I'd want to hang. Yeah. Still get super... Vil- you know, like, you have friends who you know are kind of scumbags? But they're still they're still a good time, and they're like they're your scumbag. Like you don't you're not gonna like encourage their shitty behavior, but you don't you know you don't mind hearing about it or just cracking on. Crack on. Um, I wonder. (laughs) That makes me think. Am I the scumbag of my friends? (laughs) (laughs) I think you know. I think you know who the scumbag was. And no, I would say you are not. I can think of one other that has made more questionable decisions. But it's good. It's good banter, you know. For sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know. All of my friends, I think, are a little bit questionable. We'll edit this out for ABC when you send it to them. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) And, like, nothing sinister. Just, you know, like... Maybe people uh, have more like fringe lifestyles or do do preposterous things that you would never do, but it's okay that they do it. They're not hurting anyone. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had the Noah Bennett thing. Uh, we had the sweet Riley Tasha moment. She, yeah, she had like sweet moments with all the people she had recently let down. Again, just greatest bachelor class act. Yeah, class act. And it was, it's weird too, because in past seasons when you had like a Peter or a Becca and they had to, granted we're doing this in quarantine, so it's a little more intimate, but I always got the sense that it was like a little, I, I don't know, man. I I think I'm just like Tasha could, could kill someone and I'd find a way to defend her for it. I wonder how much of that, yeah, is going on for me as well. So I'm like really biased, but in, in past iterations, I, I didn't get as sincere of a feeling of the people reconnecting, but at least with Tasha, like, and she was always, you know, very encouraging and, you know, gave her shout outs and was like, you know, for just very warm, like to everyone. So, you know, the Blake thing, like I bought that she was upset cause I saw her crying about it 20 minutes earlier in the episode and, and like, she's actually giving people decent explanations and not just floundering to, to make herself look good on television. 
she didn't have to do anything to make herself look good on television. Hey, all right, all right, all right. Oh, that reminds me. So when I was at Vroman's, um, supporting my local bookstore, I... uh, He reads. He reads! (laughs) (laughs) You know that Dave Chappelle joke? What if there was a superhero who saved countless people babies children you know women like all super great mm-hmm. but in order to save these people he has to rape yeah and dave Chappelle <laughs> goes he rapes but he saves <laughs> that's a, whatever you just said the oh, cadence the cadence of he it reads, sure yeah. <laughs> but exactly not the same thing at all but okay, okay. no not, not entirely abc no it's completely different but yeah, it was the cadence there. Um, <laughs> but uh, they have a, a, a hundreds of these McConaughey uh, memoirs, and like, he, I, he, like had, he's written books. He wrote a memoir. Yes. Okay. That's why actually he was on Joe Rogan apparently to do press for that. Regardless, um, so I had to go to the counter and have them special order this book for me. And I'm talking to the guy as he's, like, searching it up, writing my information. And I looked at him and I said, hey, dude, are people really buying this McConaughey shit? Like, are, how are the sales on that? And he, he stopped and he was doing, like, doing, and he picked his hands up off the keyboard and he looked at me, crossed his arms, and smiled. And he goes, I swear to God, dude, we had a thousand book order. And... We sold out of it, and we finally, after three weeks, got our new order of these books. He goes, you'd be surprised how many people are reading this memoir. And I was like, no shit. That's kind of fucking wild. (laughs) And keep in mind... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, as a Texan, that makes me want to read it. I think you should, honestly. If you read it, I'll read it, too, at the same time. Right. He might run for office. It would be good to know. What's going on in his head? Yeah. Um, and so the, I, I, I'm just kind of blown away because like this, this bookstore, you know, it's, it's the oldest bookstore in Pasadena, but it's a bookstore in Pasadena. They sold a thousand of these books. That's a lot. Wow. I mean, like it per capita, I don't know what that translates to, but it, it's a decent amount. You think it could be the actor thing? Just because he's a award-winning actor and it's, you know, the L.A. hood? I mean, it must, it might be, but, like, Anthony Kiedis wrote a memoir and I don't think it would have been that big, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, are the, what are the numbers on, uh, on the Chili Pet book? I, yeah, I, you know, I'll go back in tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Hey, remember when Anthony Kiedis wrote a memoir? Oh, Flea just wrote one. I'll ask him about that. No way Flea's memoir sold as much. I don't know. He is an icon in the bass playing community. He certainly is. He played the goddamn national anthem on the fucking bass for the Lakers' final, for Kobe Bryant's final game. Wow. It was amazing. Fucking amazing, dude. Are you kidding me? You know, with funk like the like funk slaps in there too mm-hmm. on the Ameri- on the national anthem, it was wild. Would you compare it to uh, Hendrix playing the national anthem in terms of virtuosity on one's instrument? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, God, it would have been the exact same thing if he had smashed it on the court afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been great. Uh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think Flea is amazing. I just wish the Red Hot Chili Peppers had decided to do uh, solo projects. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> the way to go. You know, I don't know how many times I need to hear the same song. Fair. The last fine album was Stadium Arcadium, and that was kind of pushing it. Oh, man, I I think Californication was where I... I liked it, but then I just didn't even try after that. Fair. No, I get it. I, I do. Um, I can't listen to any of their new music. I love them. They're L.A. boys. Yeah. This has been talking about red hot chili peppers. <laughs> Whoops. We do wine talk. Yeah, this has been your, <laughs> chili this has been your red hot chili pepper stuff. Tasha said realization. Re re realization. She skipped the A. Mm. It's so hard for me to find things wrong with her, and so I had to save that and tell you. Fair. We we'll sandwich it in so you don't think we're too biased. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm trying here, guys. She has, she uh, does have her flaws. Did you, you know, her pronunciation at times? Yeah. <laughs> my my biggest gripe with Noah, as we've talked about, how we've soured on how well, he grew on me. Mm-hmm. But I would also like to say his attack on whoever the fuck the boy band manager's name is, Kenny. <clears throat> Kenny. Um, he was wearing a camo blazer. Like someone had to say something. Okay, but to attack his character for having neck tattoos? Fair, fair. Fuck you, dude. Now, if he had face yeah, tattoos. Yeah. That's fine. I, I don't think tattoos make the man. Mm. It speaks to someone's judgment, though. What, and also, what kind of tattoos, man? If someone's just, like, got tribal shit all over their face, like, I think you can judge that person. Fair. But what I'm saying is, is that was a cheap shot. And as someone who has tattoos, you know, it's like, just so you can, you know, like, so in Noah's eyes, the neck tattoo was going too far. And so he's, like, a shitty guy. It's like, dude, the guy seems pretty put together. You know, and it has a career where it's okay. I've got fucking finger tattoos. You know what I mean? Like, Fair. And I have no tattoos, so I, I am probably being rash in my judgments here. I had, Okay, I had a question for you, because, like, that was an instance of Noah, you know, taking a cheap shot, being defensive. But Kenny was coming after him hard. And I was wondering, like, did Kenny go home the night that Noah blew up the cocktail party? Oh fuck! Because I—that's the only reason I could think of for that—that that harsh of a, uh, you know, vendetta between them. I just feel like Kenny doesn't suffer fools, man. He don't take no sucker shit. <laughs> that's how well it said. Comes across. <laughs> um, you know, mm. I think also Kenny was older as well. Yes. Well, yeah, they all were. Yeah. Noah's like 25, 26. Yeah. 
Uh, but in in the comparison of him to Demar, it's like, well, yeah, Demar was awesome. Yeah. Also, Easy was hurt, huh? That's why he didn't come back. Oh no, you told me why he didn't come back. He might have had some alleged shit. That's why. Yeah, he's he's problematic. Who were the? There were like some notably apt. Yeah, Easy wasn't there. Joe and Jordan, not that they made a huge impression. Uh, Jason, not there. I thought I figured he'd want to come back and like complain at Noah a little bit. They probably didn't ask him. And uh, Spencer. Yeah, I'm wondering if some of these people were just like, eh, I'm good. I don't want to quarantine anymore. Like, I'm ready to go back home and I'm not going to wait, you know, three weeks for the men tell all. Yeah. It I was it was like a, a small, intimate group for this. This one. I liked it a lot. Same. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the big thing here, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are, because I was a little reactionary and tried to pare it back in my notes a bit, was like bringing Yosef back and the memories of Claire being the first four episodes of this season with his telling her off, you know, situation. What, what were your thoughts here? Um, okay, so this is probably going to be a multifold answer here and it's abc brought him back because they wanted to dangle how progressive they are and how we're going to bring this guy back so that we can roast him and show how bad it is this kind of behavior and b give him a, a chance to redeem his character and on the topic of Yosef specifically, that guy is a dick. Yes. However, had he not twisted the knife and had he not been an asshole in the way that he had delivered that message, you know, like things he was he was saying, I thought were fair. For example, the I wouldn't have done that. Because I don't want my daughter to see that. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, telling her that, you know, she would be an awful mother to his kids or whatever. Not cool. A little too far. A little too far. You know what I mean? And so, like, he, what he said was fine. And then once he got on a roll, he was being malicious with it. Yeah, went and a little too far. Exactly. It's like, dude, you could have done this differently. Um, and like the, also, the oldest bachelorette line didn't need to be in there. Exactly. Like you didn't need to character attack the woman. You could have been upset about what happened. Mm-hmm. And you could have expressed that. But then like all of a sudden some weird switch happened and you wanted to light her up for it. And yeah. that's wrong. You know, so, like, I get where he's coming from, and I don't think of the dude saying, like, hey, you weren't even there and didn't even see if we were okay with it. And it's like, okay, yeah, he didn't, but also he didn't need to be there to have an opinion on it because this is a choice that she made. And if this is someone you're going to marry, I think you should be allowed to address her actions in other situations. You know what I mean? Like, especially yes. in this specific scenario. So I, I get it. I do. I just think he was a fucking asshole about it and then went ahead and twisted the knife and kicked her while she was down. And, you know, maybe should have said sorry, but also 
that's that guy. That's who he wants to be, and he's okay with it. Yeah. So who am I to be like, hey, dude, you should change who you are so America likes you more, you know? But the line about saying uh, he would be okay if someone called out his daughter like that, fuck you, dude. You No way. No mm. fucking way you would let someone talk to your daughter like that. And that's him trying to save face. And it's like, bro, no, you know you went too far. You would never let your daughter be talked to like that. Um, however, you probably would be okay with having your daughter called out in a nice way. And I don't think he equates the malicious intent to what he was thinking. Yeah. Man, and th- it- this is what breaks my heart about it is because... I did not like Claire and Yosef was the only person who even came close to calling her out on a level that I think was warranted. It's just that he went too far with it. You know, it'd be like the equivalent of like, Oh, like this, this guy is, you know, he's, he's smashing up the, the room and he's like swinging at everyone. So I'm going to smack him on the back of the head and say, Hey, cut it out there. And like, maybe that would have been enough, but like, you didn't need to break his knees with a baseball bat. Like, you know, you, you overkill. That's the word I'm looking for while making this yeah, horrible analogy. But yeah. like the thing, the thing that just bugged me about it was like Ari had sex with three women and told them all he loved them. And he, he got a softball roast at the men tell all. And like Claire was a, she, she, you know, was older, presumably more mature but she was like a brat who lied to everyone and gaslit them and broke the show and then cried about it. And yeah. like, so she's the victim and we absolve all that like problematic behavior. So, and, and it's like, it's impossible. Like you can't be like, it, Joseph, you were, you were, assumption. you were right on these two counts, but you took it too far with these two counts. And because he is who he is, he wasn't going to be able to be like, all right, look, I went a little hard on her, but like, I don't think she was there for the right reasons. Like, you saw what happened. Exactly. You saw the way she acted. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called her like old or said she'd make a terrible mother. Like that was out of line, but she was a bad bachelorette. And let's, let's not pretend that just cause one person was mean to her that she was blameless. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's, that's where I I'm totally going to pump agree. the brakes. <laughs> it's just unfortunate that Yosef was the vessel to receive the criticism. Yeah. And just the, yeah. And like ABC won't even show crack or dong outline. So like you can take your moralizing and stuff it. (laughs) I can, I can, I know how to think for myself. I see what happened. Yeah. Um, well that, that's all I got you. Yeah. Uh, kind of uneventful, uh, uneventful bloopers and the the teasing from next week it i didn't know we were getting two more episodes next week so i was really thrilled that we're getting like a double feature this week and next week like we you know we're gonna watch uh last night's episode soon and then we got two more i can't wait yeah it's gonna be great um cool if you go ahead no, I, I think we did a good job of padding this out, <laughs> considering how little yeah. happened. No, we got to, we got honestly, to know you like on a personal level. Like, <laughs> we showed up, and I said to you, this is probably going to be a quick episode. We're 52 minutes in. Nice. Um, so, 
Yeah, I think we did a great job. And uh, if you liked what you heard here, you can send us an email at ilovethatbachelor.com. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. And you know what? The minute we end The Bachelorette, we're only a few weeks away from The Bachelor with Matt James. Mm-hmm. And then we get The Bachelorette again, hopefully, and Paradise. And so I think Paradise is going to be fucking rocking, bro. Yeah, I do not hate this uh, quarantine style of the show. It's a different kind of operant conditioning chamber, but uh, it's also a different kind of show. It's fun. Yeah, and the dates are all kind of like sweeter, cuter, simpler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have Um, to like skydive or like make them fear for their lives. And it's it's way more realistic because like when you're married, you're not going to Machu Picchu every year. Like that's not real. Yeah, and I think the best part is that we're not going to get some stupid themed dress and suit for whatever ending locale they're at. I hate that. It's like, we're in Japan, so I'm going to dress like it's a Japanese marriage proposal. Yikes. Yeah, or if they're like like on a beach, like everyone's going to wear linen and sweat their balls off. Exactly. Just wear some regular ass clothes, guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm Zach. I'm Wade. This has been I Love That Bachelor podcast, and for those of you that are wondering, and I know there are many of you, um, there are bathrooms in in Star Trek. The Enterprise D, the NCC-1701D um, of the next generation, does in fact have restrooms in its blue, b- blueprints. Um, in fact, there's one restroom connected to the uh, captain's ready room for Picard to use, should he need to use it. But a man of his stature just consumes all nutrients at all times from everything he eats. So he's running so at he 100% percent efficiency. Correct. Nothing wasted. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Bye.